0: This lesson, and, and, and all of them usually are, this is guided for me. I, I've been looking for a topic to talk on, and <laughs> turn on the news, and when it, by the time it's over, I'm upset and down. I go to work and answer question after question that I don't know the answer to. <laughs> I'm faking it. You're down. And, and I think sometimes we, we listen and we get caught up in things and we forget to count our blessings we have in life. And that's the title of the lesson today Count Your Blessings. And we have to be reminded of it. I'm going to start with a story. There was a man that uh, he had failed to, to alcohol and he was considered a drunkard, he just lived from place to place moved from place to place and didn't really place, have a place he called home, didn't have money, just had enough to support his habit and survive. And he did this for years. And one, one day he ended up in a shelter, uh, got cleaned up, had a good meal, went to bed, didn't wake up, he died. Unbeknownst to him, a relative that he'd lost contact with because he separated himself from everyone he knew before had left him $4 million inheritance. And I wonder when you look at today, how many people have an inheritance they don't even know about, not money. We're talking about the spiritual inheritance. How many people are living like that or or dying and they don't even know they're they're alone and have the tunnel vision alone and bitter even if they have been accepted Christ and been baptized, but they get alone and bitter and they separate themselves. How many people in life are like that today? And I, I think we're going to spend some time looking at the blessings that we have in our lives and the spiritual blessings that we have. Earthly blessings, I, and this could go on and on in earthly blessings, but I put family, food, clothing, health, relationships with each other, jobs. And right now, a lot of those are in question, aren't they? <laughs> the earthly blessings, they're in question. You know, our earthly blessings are here to help us walk through... <clears throat> Walk through this life and 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 strive to their heavenly home and get through life with their heaven and, and to life with our heavenly Father. Spiritual blessings are blessings that come from God through Christ. We're going to look read now in Psalms 37:25. God will provide for us. I've been young and now I'm old. Yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Or the seed begging bread. And we read in Psalms 34, 9, O fear the Lord, ye saints. For there's no want to them that fear him. The young lions, which do not fear him, do lack and suffer hunger. But they, they that seek the Lord shall want, not want any good thing. Read in Luke. And he said unto his disciples, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What ye shall eat, neither for your body, for the body what ye shall put on. God provides. We see this. He will provide. We read in Exodus 16, God provided manna for the children of Israel. And when the dew was lo- that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness there lay a small round thing, as a small as an frost on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, it is manna. For they wist not what it was. And Moses said unto them, this is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. They were to gather the manna, take it back to their tents, and prepare it to eat. God provided for them food, manna, the nutrition they needed to survive. They had to, the work they had to do was go gather it and take it back to their tents. But over time, the children of Israel became discontent with the manna. And we read this in Numbers 11:6. But now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all besides this manna before our eyes. What was once a blessing nutrition for them... And God provided for them because God created man. He knew what man needed to live. He provided this manna. They just had to go gather it and take it to their tents and eat it. Now, be now, our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all beside manna before our eyes. You know, there's a story. There was two men, two friends walking down the road, and they came face to face with one another. One noticed that this other one was distraught and near tears. And he said, what's, what's wrong with you? What's going on? He said, well, about a month ago, my uncle passed away and left me $40,000. He said, wow, that's a lot of money. He said, no, wait. Said the next week, uh, first cousin passed away, I hardly knew, left me $80,000. And the guy said, wow. He said, no, wait. The next week, I had a great aunt pass away and leave me a quarter million dollars. And the guy now, he's puzzled. He's going, you're bewildered and about to cry, and you just got all these inheritances. And he said, but wait. He said, this week, I have nothing. I got nothing. He'd become accustomed to that. And he was mad because this week he got nothing. You know, we often come to a point, to a point where we expect that, certain blessings, that God, certain blessings of God that he never promised us and when they do not come, it's easy to get bitter. And we get tunnel vision and we don't see what's around us. You know, the children of Israel got discontent with the manna. They couldn't see the blessing in it any longer. They were discontent. This gentleman, he was getting all these inheritances and then the next week he didn't get anything and he just got nothing now. We, we, can't, we can't expect, can't become to expect these things, earthly blessings that God never promised us. And get tunnel vision and cause us not to see the big picture. We're going to look at spiritual blessings. We're blessed to have our Savior Jesus. We read in Ephesians 1 and 3, Blessed be the God and our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. For God, we read in John 3, God loved the world so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish and have everlasting life. Everyone has a chance to attain spiritual blessings through Jesus. Jesus is a union between God and man, earth and heaven. We accept Jesus and, and follow God's plan of salvation, and spiritual blessings are open to you. We read in 327, For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. When we're baptized, we're put on Christ, and we then are to follow Christ's examples and serve God and be a faithful servant. You may now begin to receive the spiritual blessings promised by God to faithful and fruitful servants. We read that those in Christ are chosen, Ephesians 1 and 4, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Those that have been baptized and put on the armor of Christ are considered chosen people by God. And that is a blessing to us, each one of us. In Christ, we are his children, having predestined us unto the adoption of children uh, by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted and beloved. When we follow the plan of salvation and are baptized, we become a child of God and receive the abundance of God's grace that he has promised. That is there for us. In Christ we are redeemed, Ephesians 1 and 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Here, redemption is setting a man free by paying a ransom. And that ransom we read, we read, whoops, went too far. In first Timothy 2 and 5, for there is one God, one mediator between God and man, the man, Jesus Christ, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. There's one God for all men, not many gods, one mediator for all men, Jesus Christ. Jesus came and lived a perfect life, paid the ransom on the cross for all. The ransom was not for any select nation or people, for all. All men have been redeemed by the blood if they accept the ransom of Jesus. We read in Christ we are blessed with wisdom, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. He hath abounded in excess to us all wisdom and prudence, which means moral insight here. We have the word of God in which we can study and gain knowledge, use the knowledge to be fruitful servant of God, teaching others about Jesus and helping them attain the spiritual blessings that you may have. There was a, a boy and a mother went into a store, and this is a, talking about wisdom. I'm using a boy for a reason. A boy and a mother went into the store uh, to buy some goods. They went up to pay, and the, the gentleman checked, was checking the mother out, he, uh, and so she could pay for her goods, he put out a candy jar. Said, grab a handful of suckers. The boy just sucked up to his mother and didn't do nothing. And so the man took suckers out and gave them to the boy. Uh, got, the Mother paid the man for the groceries and they went outside and, he said, and she was getting on him. Why did you do that? You had never done that. You're not shy. You're not bashful. Why did not you just stick your hand in the candy jar? He said, Mom, his hands were bigger than mine. That's a case where the kid had knowledge and used knowledge and applied it. Wisdom. He got more. You know, I used a young a, a child because he could see that and the two adults didn't see it. Whether we're a babe in Christ or we're old in Christ, we can learn from God's word. There's abundance of knowledge in how we need to live our lives and handle situations. And I think the time today, we need to be looking to God's word for wisdom on how to handle our situations and and, uh, and handle and use knowledge to serve God with wisdom and prudence. The wisdom in the word, reading Colossians 3 and 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Gain wisdom through his word, help others know and grow close to God with you. We read in Christ we are blessed with an inheritance, in whom we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be that we should be to the praise of his glory who trusted in Christ. As children of God, we have the hope of inheriting the everlasting home of heaven. We have an inheritance there if we follow his word and do his will. We read that we through Christ we're considered heirs in Romans 8:17 8, and 18. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him that we may also be glorified together. For I for I reckon with the sufferings of the present time, and not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us, here we we are shown where we can be joint heirs with Christ. We suffer with him in this life, but the suffering is nothing near to the glorious reward we will receive in heaven. our inheritance what is our inheritance? We read first Peter one and four to a an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and fadeth not away, reserved in you, heaven for you, a place of everlasting, unchanging peace. Everything is pure and undefiled, an eternal place of peace would be our inheritance. Now, when you think of, when you look at our life and the things we're going through, as Christians, we know. We have spiritual blessings through Christ. We're chosen and given grace. As a Christian, we're deemed and forgiven. We're we're given wisdom from above. We're considered children of God and heirs to an heavenly home. Ravensbrück was known as one of the worst German concentration camps in World War II. Corey and her sister uh, Betsy found themselves in prison there. They were just disgusted to discover that the barracks they were living in was full of infested with fleas Corey began to complain and Betsy said "This. wait a minute remember 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18 and they read it together uh, and she convinced her to be thankful for the fleas you know over time about a month went by they noticed that they could uh, study the Bible at night study, do a Bible study together at night and the guards didn't come around Another period of time passed. He's having Bible studies with other prisoners. The guards never came around. So Corey, who once despised the fleas, realized that the fleas were a blessing for God to keep the cruel guards away from them. You know, First, first Thessalonians said, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You know, it's easy to get caught up in what's happening in our surroundings and get tunnel vision. And when you get tunnel vision, it's like looking at a tunnel and there's the light at the end of the tunnel. I keep walking. Every now and then, I might get lost if the darkness, if they, they close the door of the tunnel, I can't see, I'm lost. I think there's many people in life like that. We're tunnel vision, we're going, and it's shut and we're lost. But we won't look around and see what's around us, the blessings around us, the works around us, and we won't. we're not willing to to truly accept the will of God and go serve others. We're focused on what's happening to us too much. And we're supposed to be obedient servants of God, doing, serving God, doing his work in the world. And I think, I think sometimes we need to just stop, slow down, and look at the big picture. Earthly blessings are great, they come and go. The spiritual blessings are a promise from above. And when, when your life and when you feel like everything is just falling in on you like I have lately, look above and search the blessings and realize the blessings we have above. Be sure and see the big picture. Remember the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Draw near to God and be thankful for the blessings you have each day.